Hi, and welcome to the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and one of the founders of Einblick Consulting. Our goal is to share inspirational stories, tips, and insights from B2B marketers, digital entrepreneurs, and industry experts that will help you to think differently, succeed, and scale your business. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and today I'm really excited to um, have a guest in the show that I connected with over LinkedIn, uh, as, I, as many people do these days. And uh, this is somebody I, um, you know, I watched this presentation a couple of weeks ago at the uh, Full Funnel B2B uh, Marketing Summit, and uh, that was hosted by um, Andre Zinkovich, I believe it was. Yeah, and so we connected on LinkedIn, and the rest is history. So, Mr. Stu Heineke, welcome to the show. Boom, here we are. Here we Isn't are, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You know, I'll tell you, that's really, that's kind of an amazing connection to have made. Of course, LinkedIn. But Andre was, Andre did that from um, Croatia, I think. Yes, yes <laughs> so, he did. And you're, are you in Montreal? I'm in Toronto. In Toronto, I was so... Close enough. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, I'm on an island just a little north of Seattle. Mm-hmm. So I, I just find that amazing that we're making those kinds of connections. It's so easily, it's just nothing. But anyway, well, yeah, good, yeah. good, good to, good to join you. No, likewise, and and you know what I think is so brilliant about this connection, Stu, is like you know, I I, I try to post um like I, I like to say meaningful content on LinkedIn on a regular basis, and uh, very few people actually reach out to me and uh, you know have the conver- kind of conversations that you and I have had. So um you know this this in itself good. is gold, right? Nice. All right. Well, why don't we get this started by uh, you telling us a little bit about yourself and um, what you do? I wrote a couple of books about getting meetings. And um, the thing is that I've, throughout my career, I've had this crazy unfair advantage. And unfair advantages are great, aren't they? I mean, we should all have them, actually. So I had this unfair advantage in that I was a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. And um, my, the first thing that I produced as, as an entrepreneur was, um, I don't even know if I should, anyway, as an agency, um, was, was uh, direct mail campaigns that used personalized cartoons. So, and I'm, you know, I'm now one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists. It just gets worse and worse. I mean, the, <laughs> the unfairness of it gets worse and worse. Yeah. Not the cartoons, I hope. But, yeah. um, and so, and so um, I've used cartoons my whole career. Now, the interesting thing is, I, I mean, I've used them to break through to presidents and prime ministers. I broke through to, I don't know if you'll remember him or not, but Brian Mulroney. Yes. On, on behalf of the uh, NHL. Um, I, so I've broken through to people I should never be able to break through to. But on the other hand, well, I guess I've changed my mind about that. I guess I am supposed to break through to them. And we're all supposed to break through to people who can change the scale of everything. They're out there and one meeting can change. One meeting like that really can change a whole lot in your life. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, you know, I've, I've, I know that people have res- responded really positively to them. I know that they've like they keep them around. They'll keep the, if I send them a big cartoon, they'll I mean, like in a big form factor, they'll keep it on their credenza and they'll just keep it in their office for a long, long time. Or maybe the rest of their careers. Yeah. So I knew all of this was happening, but I'd never seen it live. So this video I want to share with you is really cool because I sent um, I sent a uh, really, really interesting, like the most interesting cartoon package I think I've ever sent. Um, okay. It's a multi-panel cartoon, and um, and the, and the, the recipient's name is—I mean, all of it's done by hand. So because it's you know it's the, the bubbles, the quote bubbles that are in the art. Right. So it's all done by hand. Um, 
the 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 piece that I put it on really freeform cut. It was a really cool thing. Put it in this cool box. Mm. So here's this um, video of one of my um, targets assistants receiving this thing and opening it up. And I, for some reason, I don't know what I don't know what possessed her to do this, but she filmed her reaction as she was <laughs> opening it. So. So I want to share that with you. So right. Let's see. I'm going to hit the, we'll, we'll see if we can make that happen. So this one's pretty cool. And I'm too anxious to wait and show you. So here's the reveal. I can't get the camera off. Look how awesome this is. <laughs> the tale of the hired gun. I ever tell you, fellas, the story of Billy Kid? Yep, sure did. How about Wild Bill Jean? You mean the marketing miss from San Diego? At least a hundred times before. Yep, you can say that again. <laughs> Look at the back. I'm kind of in love with this guy. <laughs> All right, so, you know, so I'm gonna, we're going to go back. Isn't that what you want? When you're reaching out to someone, <laughs> right? Someone who could change a lot for you if they became your client, your partner, your like a strategic partner or a mentor, any, any number of reasons why you might want to connect with someone. Um, you want them, I mean, here's his assistant saying she's in love with this guy, right? So, so here's the whole point. When we do this, when we use contact marketing, that's my term for it, but when we use contact marketing, to reach out to people who can change the, the scale of everything in our lives, you know, we're, we're interrupting them, right? I mean, they weren't waiting to hear from us, so we're interrupting them. Mm. Well, you know, what better way for that, what better reaction could you possibly elicit in them than having them say, well, like the assistant say, I'm kind of in love with this guy, but also just, I love the way you think. Absolutely. I mean, they're gonna look at him and go, wow, oh my God, look at the way this guy thinks or this woman thinks. That's incredible. And so that's the way I think that's the way we ought to start every, every out, well, every, actually every new um, connection, every new relationship with someone that we, we hadn't known before, someone who's very important to us, that's the way to start them. That's an incredible story. What, what, what a way to kick off this conversation. And, and, you know, to the point about like who you are and what you do, I think you've, <laughs> all of that just pretty much answered yes. that question, right? Like, <laughs> That's true. We don't even have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, Stu, back to, you know, going back to what you just said earlier, you know, about, um, you know, that you probably over the years came up with this concept of contact marketing um, with the purpose or the objective of like trying to get those meetings that, that, that you want. And as you, you know, as your book says, with anyone, well, with the people that you want to talk to, right? So how, yeah. how did you, how, how did you come up with this idea? Like, did, did you come up with that when you were, you know, when you were working as a cartoonist? Or? Well, so here's, here's what it was. Um, I, and I, I have, I have, I think the craziest, well, certainly one of the craziest backgrounds I know of, because I'm a cartoonist, I'm in the Wall Street Journal, mm -hmm. not every day, don't, don't go checking, <laughs> I'm in the journal. Um, and um, and I'm also, but I mean, my education's all in marketing. Mm. So I've been combining cartooning and marketing my whole career. And that has been an incredible, man, what an incredible decision that was for, and what a, what a powerful combination it was. So for a number of reasons, one, 
Cartoons are the best read and remembered parts of magazines and newspapers. That's what editorial readership surveys have been showing for years. Right. And then if you think about the nature of humor, it's about truth being revealed. I mean, that one that, I just, that we just saw in the video, I, I sent that to Bill Jean or Billy Jean. And I'm calling them wild. I love calling people wild, Billy, or like wild, wild, whoever they are. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> I think that's how they think of each other. I mean, how we think we'd like to think of ourselves. Mm. I'd love to be wild Stu Heine. You know, <laughs> right? With the cult. A wild Christian cult. I mean, that's a great, what a great thing to throw at someone in a cartoon. It's just great. So, um, so they get attention. They get more attention than just about anything you could put in print and on a screen. Um, and then think about, and then you think about that nature of humor that it's truth revealed in a twist. Or really, in this case, what we really want to do is plant the point of agreement. So, I mean, like, and I mean planted, I mean implanted in their brains before they even realize it happened. And that happens when anybody says, huh, oh, that's cool. They've worked, when you've done, when they have that reaction, what's, there's a mechanism that's happening and they're saying, I agree with that. That's really, I really like this. This is cool. I'm moved by this. What a great thing for marketing communication, right? right. So, it's, like, so, it's um, unbelievable. So, yeah. yeah, so I wanted to create this, uh, uh, this um, business based on creating direct mail campaigns with personalization in cartoons. And, and that carried me, what pointed that, well, that's carried me a long way. It's still carrying me, I've been at it for a long time. Hmm. But there's this really interesting story of how it all started. And uh, I don't know if, do we have time for that? Oh, of course. <laughs> okay, well, please. I'll just, I'll just tell really quickly. I wanted to create direct mail campaigns for magazines, okay. um, for, for subscription acquisition campaigns. So. We talked about a while ago because they're not. I don't think they're doing that anymore. But um, I wanted to create this this um, this new genre of direct mail. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it for publishers because they were spending a lot of money. They had, they were the biggest direct marketers in the world at that point, um, and they and their budgets for creative talent were huge. And it was the big arena. It was the big. It was the big leagues for this. Yes. So that's where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. And. Um, and I, I created, I had two quick assignments, one for Rolling Stone, the other for Bon Appetit. Okay. And both of those beat their controls, meaning they set new records for response. But okay, great. That's, that's okay. What do I need to do to break into the rest of the publishing industry? Well, I need to reach about 24 people, VPs of circulation or maybe uh, consumer marketing at the big Manhattan-based print media company. So Time Inc. and Condé Nast. And so, they're still huge. The Wall Street Journal, Forbes, et cetera. I needed to reach just two dozen people. That's all it would take to create a complete penetration into that market. So I put together a little campaign, didn't know what to call it. I called it a contact campaign. I had to call it something. And it was a, it consisted of an eight by 10 print of a cartoon, each one personalized to each recipient. And it went with a note saying, this is the device I just used to beat the controls for Rolling Stone and Bon Appetit. And both of them beat their, I mean, it's like both of them beat the controls. And I think we should put this to the test for your, for your titles. So, you know, usually when I'm speak, if I'm speaking to an audience, uh, I mean, like a live audience, if we were in a room together, I'd be saying, so, all right, tell me what you'd like, take some guesses. What do you think I got for response? But maybe not such good form here. I'll just say that I, all of them responded. Um, all of them agreed to meet. All of them became clients. So it was 100% response rate to that campaign and 100% conversion on the back end. 100%. It was worth millions of dollars to me. And it, it sprang from that one campaign that I spent about 100 bucks on. So that was my first 
introduction to contact marketing. Wow. Um, that's what started me. And, you know, I thought, well, isn't that cool? I have a secret weapon. I can, I can, uh, I can get a hold of anyone. And it, well, I thought, well, wait a minute, who can I get a hold of? So I started playing with that. And okay. I reached presidents and prime ministers and, and celebrities, and yeah. uh, uh, but really much more usefully, um, all countless C-level executives and top decision makers. And um, again, I mean, that just opened everything. I still do it. I do it all the time. Of course, I do it for myself and I do it for my clients. Um, but the thing that got me really, really curious, I mean, really interested in yeah. all of this was that um, I started just looking around and like, well, okay, I do it with cartoons. What's everyone else doing? Because I'm not the first one who's faced this challenge of getting a meeting. Right. <laughs> so it's important. Yeah. So, yeah. so what's everyone else doing? And that led to these, these two books. Or, so, yeah. I don't know, maybe I should hold them up. Yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah. Uh, this, how to get a meeting with anyone was the first mm -hmm. one and then, and then get the meeting. Get the meeting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, so that's a, I mean, um, Thanks for thanks for sharing that, Stu. I mean, that was all really, really interesting and informative. Um, I'm interested to know, like, you, you know, what did you do? Or I, I mean, certainly, like, you populated these two books with like your own experiences and some of the work that you've done in the past couple of years and what have you. But you've also gone out and done your own research that interviewed people. Am I right to say that, like, sales leaders? Oh yeah. Like I, yeah, I would say it's mostly it's mostly everybody else's work okay. because I don't think it would be a very interesting book about just me using cartoons. Sure. So, yeah, no, there, there are some unbelievable stories out there mm. of really, truly audacious, <coughs> pardon me, yep. audacious things that people have done to, um, you know, to make, the, to make those connections. And it goes, actually, it goes all the way back to Leonardo da Vinci. He was, okay. he was hired as a contact marketing uh, agency, I guess. Oh, friend of yours, right? Like, <laughs> now he is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, was, so the Mona Lisa was like a DM piece. That he no, <laughs> no. But if you there's a there's a horse head, there's a a lute that he made out of a horse's skull. Okay. And that was a gift that was commissioned by one of the de Medici family members to as as an outreach campaign to introduce himself to the Count of Milan. Wow. So it goes, and you know what? I'm sure it goes back much further than that. People have been using gifts. You know, probably when cavemen they'd give each other a, I don't know, it's a squirrel. Well, yeah, I Let's <laughs> see if we could see if we could connect somehow and maybe do, maybe collaborate. Well, it's all, it, it, it's it's all for the sake or with the objective of uh, trying to get attention in the right way, um, with, yeah. with, the, with the right target audience, right? Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second. But first, is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to effectively reach your target audience and boost your sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Imblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.imblick.co for more information. Stu, there's something I, I you know, I, I mean, I, I found these statistics and I think these are just too good to keep to myself. So <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to share them with you. Um, you know, some of these are from your website. Um, many of these are obviously from the research that you've done over the years. And I think you also wrote an article for the Harvard Business Review. But I've got to share these statistics with, uh, with the listeners because these are just jaw-dropping. <laughs> and then I'll ask my question. So, <clears throat> highest response rate recorded was 300%. Right? That was the, the first point. Yeah. The second point just completely blows my mind. i got to make sure that I've got all the zeros right here. <laughs> highest recorded ROI from a contact marketing campaign. I'm just going to glance at it again to make sure I got it right. 
69,500,000 percent. Yep. Yep. <laughs> New baseline for response is 100 percent. And then you interviewed, um, as you rightfully alluded to a couple of minutes ago, you, you interviewed like um, the top 100 sales uh, thought, uh, thought leaders uh, throughout the world, right? And uh, you discovered that they, they were kind of uh, following the similar sales technique, but nobody really had a, a, a clear name or label for it, right? Well, that's and, true. Yeah, and then you dubbed it contact marketing. And mm -hmm. you noted that the response rate from these guys and their teams when they were using these techniques, that the response rates were anywhere between 60 to 100%, okay? Yep. So, so now, not, not besides the fact that I dropped all these bombs here, <laughs> why do you think it's so effective? Well, you know, um, there are a lot of people that are, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to relate it to, to LinkedIn. We all have experiences on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So there's some people who reach out and they say, you know what, I, I noticed that you do this or you said this or they've done their homework. Yeah. In other words, um, I noticed that you you said this in an article and I just wanted to ask, is that what you did? You mean this or did you mean that? Or I'm a big fan of your books or I've read your books. I bought your books. Like that'll get me every time. I'm, I'm like, I'm so, I'm so flattered you know, that people buy the books. Yeah. So I'm always it's like, man, thank you so much. What an honor to connect. And it is because um, it's an honor to connect. It's, it's an honor to touch people in that way. I mean, mm -hmm. it really is. I don't know. I, it might seem like authors are off in some ivory tower somewhere and they're removed from all the no, no, reality. No, no, no. no it's, yeah. mm -hmm. it's a huge honor when, when someone buy, just buys your book. And if they say that it changed their lives, wow. That's stunning. I mean, that's that you're changing my life when you tell me that too. Mm. So, um, but I, but so but then there are another. There's another type on right. LinkedIn okay. who connects with you, and sometimes they'll send this very generic. I notice we I notice we uh, we breathe the same area, the same air, and we um, we have the same two eyeballs, and just thought we should connect. Well, actually, it's more like I yeah. notice that we know maybe some of the same people in common, and uh, just want would enjoy having you in my network. And maybe maybe get together and find out about what you do. What? You know? Uh, why don't you just right, or, Google Stu Heineken? <laughs> or, you could, I mean, like, we all have profiles. Could you take mm -hmm. a look? Yeah. If, they, if it was nice. sincere, then take a look. And then yeah. and then the, the worst one is just, hi, um, thanks for connecting. Uh, this is what I do. And, I, and they go on, you know, this long, several paragraph explanation of what their, of their pitch. Awful, terrible, mm -hmm. terrible mm -hmm. stuff. You know, you, well, look, we're creating, here's the thing. I think we're creating what I would call flip moments. They're not, that's not my, it's not a term that's in my books, but right. it's just, we create these flip moments when people go from, well, again, I was mentioning that we're interrupting people, right? Yes. When we reach out to someone that we don't know, well, they weren't expecting you to do that. And so they don't know you, they didn't know you existed. So when you're interrupting someone, man, make it worth their time and be respectful and insightful. So just sort of knocking on someone's door, it's really knocking on someone's head here now, mm -hmm. you know? Saying, yeah. hey, would you like to hear about my window cleaning services? Hell no, why no. would I want that? <laughs> how irrelevant can you be? So, and how, how ham-fisted can you be? You know, it's just, it, I actually, I, I will block those people. I'll certainly drop the, the connection because they're not, they're not, I, I don't know, there are all these trite things that people could say they're not adding value. Mm. Um, I think it's just that they're not connecting on a human level. No. You know, we are, we're all human beings. We want to connect on a 
human level. We want something that's interesting. Maybe it feels makes us feel good. Might make us feel special or honored in some way. Or but but you don't you don't just you just don't break into someone's head and say, I want to just tell you about my window cleaning services. Because it's just so damn random. It's ridiculous. Well, I believe that there's a term, they so, actually coined the term for that action, and it's called pitch slapping. Right. So Yeah. Well, just, it is it is like a doorstop, I can tell you. Yeah. That. So yeah. so why does contact marketing work so? Because I think it it reflects a lot of there's a lot of creativity and imagination and um, smart thinking behind it and, and probably doing, in, in most cases, doing some homework. Mm-hmm. Um, there's audacity. I mean, these are the kinds of people I like to hang out with or, or associate with anyway. Yeah. If you do something like that, what else do you have? You know? yeah. what, else is, what, do you, what else do you have up yeah. your sleeve? But, but it's the kind of, uh, sorry to interject, but there's kind of like a fun audacity. It's not the audacity where it becomes offensive, of, you know, that, that type no, of time. No, but, yeah. but you certainly are taking, someone's taking a risk. Mm. Um, they're, sure. you know, they're, they're, um, they're doing something that's fascinating. I, um, I'm just trying to think. Mm-hmm. I, I could show you an example of something I love. Yeah. Um, that I think shows the audacity. Sure. Right. So this is a, this is a fake coffee spill. I love Look this thing. I mean, as a kid, I would I would have bought this at a joke shop. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. But with my coaching clients, um, I have them. We produce these, so they go out and they they have custom made cups done mm-hmm. first. So it's kind of like a business card. It has their logo and their contact details. Right. And then we get those converted to to these coffee spills. Mm-hmm. Now, what a cool little device! If I oh, yeah. if I came by your office, but your receptionist said, no, Kristen's not available. I'd say, cool. Can I just leave this for him? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. I'm just leaving that behind. Right. And but I, I, I and immediately grab, grab the tissue and go, oh, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, if, you're, if your receptionist didn't, that would be a really cold-hearted receptionist if yeah. they didn't say, wait, hold on a second. Let me see if he's available. <laughs> right. But but yeah. let's say let's say you weren't available really truly you weren't available you leave this behind with a note inside maybe a Starbucks or Tim Hortons depends on where you are um, yeah. gift card right and 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 the note a little note that says hey sorry we missed each other but I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you let's say virtually over Zoom or something mm. what a great way to introduce yourself and I guarantee you that's not going to get thrown away I think it'll sit on somebody's desk kind of like the cartoons that. I mean, I, when when I send cartoons now as contact devices, hmm. um, they're they're um, they're big. They're I could show you one actually, sure. or I could describe it. You know, I know some people are just listening, so I'll, I'll yeah. describe it. Yeah. So it's an 18 by 24 inch, quarter inch thick foam core board. Okay. And but for the people who are watching, I'm going to sh- I'm going to hold yep. it up. And in oh, fact, yeah. there we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. I actually need to uh, I need to disconnect here. Yeah. So I can pull that. Okay. So. All right. So it's there yep. it is. It's pretty big. You know, when you're holding it at arm's yep. length, it's like the size of a big screen TV. It's pretty substantial, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's a cartoon. It's personalized to the recipient, and then on the back um, is you know a branding, and then a message. Oops, I'm doing this mm-hmm. backwards. So a, a message from yep. the sender to the, to the recipient who is here, mm-hmm. explaining um, you know who they are, why they want to meet, and what the next steps are, and then that gets shipped in this really cool outer packaging. I'll show it to you while I'm telling you this, but it's this corrugated cardboard outer packaging with all this cartoon art all over it. And it kind of looks like a package that's coming from a, from a cartoon art gallery. 
And, um, but it protects it as you, you ship it by FedEx and there it is with crush zones and everything. Yep. So, um, you know, sending something like that to say, Christian, I'd like to meet with you because whatever, I don't know what the, whatever the reason is, hmm. um, is I think going to be a lot, and, you know, showing that I know who you are and what you, what you like, what you've been talking about, where you're perhaps even where you're headed. Mm -hmm. Um, or even, or I guess just expressing an appreciation for your latest book, perhaps something like that. Um, which one of those approaches do you think is going to be more effective? That, or I just connect with you on LinkedIn out of the blue and pitch you. On, well, I don't know. Clearly the, one that's, clearly the one that's more unconventional, right? So. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, one that, because mm. because sending something like, and it doesn't have to be a cartoon, by the way. Yeah. But sending something like that or dropping by something like the, the, you know, the, the coffee spill, I think it really humanizes you. I mean, you just, it's like, wow, who is this? I want to know this person. I love the way you think. I yeah. mean, that's it. I love the way you think. Yeah. So I don't, I certainly don't get that reaction when someone pitches me right off the bat. I don't, I don't want to be pitched. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't want to be pitched on LinkedIn. No, nobody that, wants to be pitched. That's not why I'm yeah. there. Right, right. Exactly. So, so, um, you know, so I think that's why it works so well. It's so compelling, so often so clever that um, you just can't help but respond. You know, I, would it make sense to explain that 69,500,000% ROI? Oh, yeah, I think that, so. <laughs> that's like the biggest win I know of. Yes, please, yes, please. So, please, please. Um, so that one was, uh, <clears throat> there, was a, there was a startup called AuraBrush, started by a dentist who created a tongue scraper and he wanted to make it the biggest tongue scraper product in the world. Mm -hmm. So he hired a staff, uh, including these young guys just straight out of college who, who were really into making videos for YouTube. And they said, well, here's how we'll sell it. We'll, we'll sell it with YouTube videos and we'll drive people to a site and, uh, and we'll sell it. So the first year they sold a million dollars worth of product. That's an incredible success story. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but then they said, well, okay, we really need to, let's, we need to branch out into brick and mortar. So mm -hmm. what's the biggest, what's the biggest bogey, the biggest target we could even set for ourselves? And that would be Walmart. Let's, okay. uh, let's get this into Walmart. So, mm -hmm. you know, Walmart has a process that I would term a very crowded channel, right? Yes. Because, because you know, everybody wants to get their products into, into Walmart. Um, it's life-changing if you do, if it's, particularly if you're a startup. Yeah. And so they, they applied and nothing was happening because it's a crowded channel. Just like email is a crowd, mm -hmm. very crowded channel if you're trying mm -hmm. to meet people. Um, I would say even LinkedIn also. Mm -hmm. But um, so it's a crowded channel. So they think, you know, nothing was going to happen for a very long time, if ever. Yeah. So the young guys got impatient and they decided to do something on their own. The CEO didn't know anything about it. They put together this little Facebook ad and um, I don't, they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're tiny, that maybe two inches by an inch and a half or something. And, um, and they had their spokesperson from the videos on there. And, and then the headline that says, Walmart employees have bad breath, but and then <laughs> continues. But if you, uh, if you, if you carry Aura Brush, you sell Aura Brush in your stores, you won't or something like that. It'll be solved. So they put that onto, onto Facebook, but they were very careful about what they did. I mean, they, they specified that the, the um, the, the zip code in Bentonville, Arkansas, where the headquarters are for, for Walmart. And, uh, and then, you know, um, different, I mean, rather an age range of, let's say, 35 to 
45, they're thinking they wanted to reach the senior buyer for dental mm -hmm. products. Mm -hmm. um, and then education levels, basically what they were trying to do was hit just the, the headquarters of, of um, Walmart. And they right. succeeded because mm -hmm. within 48 hours, they heard from, uh, I, I can't remember if it was the legal department or the communications department of Walmart, right. but they're saying, are you the guys behind the, the ad on, on Facebook? Yeah, well, well, yes, we are. Well, would you please take it down? Oh, sure. Of course we would. <laughs> that was probably thing, the legal department. <laughs> it sounded like the legal department. So they're saying, well, did, did you run this ad nationally? And they said, no, 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 no. We just, we, no, we ran it just to your headquarters. We, you know, your zip code, um, these, these aid ranges and, and um, education ranges, mm -hmm. it was to reach you. Yeah. They're going, well, you guys are actually pretty good direct, I mean, contact, I'd rather, uh, digital marketers, aren't you? And, yeah, well, we know our stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've sold a million dollars worth of product from YouTube ads the last year. Yeah, we know we know our stuff really well. Like, wow, that's well, that's really fascinating. And then before they knew it, they were speaking to the dental products buyer, who was saying, "Well, I love your product. I love what you did. Love how you got in touch with us. So, can you support a uh, an order for seven hundred thirty-five thousand units? Well, that would be a million and a half dollar order. So that's one and a half times." The previous, like all of the earnings they'd made for the yeah. previous year, um, but it didn't wow. stop there because I I was interviewing their CEO, and and I said, well, okay, so you're a startup and you sold a million dollars worth of product the previous year on online, but now all of a sudden, you got this million and a half dollar initial order, because you know let's hope it's the start of something much bigger, but that and now and that means that you're going to be rolled out in all I think it's six hundred or sixty eight hundred stores and they're in their network, you can be rolled out in all of those stores. What did that do to the valuation of your company? And right, so he said, "Well, I, I think it went at least went up at least ten x." So, um, and if we if we assume then that um, that the company is worth twice earnings or twice sales, I guess at that point um, the, from the previous year, it would be a two million dollar company going into that conversation, and a twenty million dollar company coming out of it. So. If you take a $28 ad and, and do the math of a million and a half dollar order, subtract the $2 million valuation that they already had, mm -hmm. but an $18 million jump in their valuation from that phone call, and that's the 69,500,000% ROI. What an incredible story. And you, you, you know, like when I saw that figure, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not seeing this right, right? Or, or maybe there was, <laughs> there must have been some kind of mistake, <laughs> which, which is why I decided to talk about it on the show because, um, I knew that there was a, a, a great story behind it, and and you probably did talk about it during the uh, interview with Andre. So. <laughs> yes, well, yeah, it's a fun one. To, actually, so many of these are so much fun to talk about, and so yeah. as you can see, it it really, I, I mean, the book would be nothing. The books would be nothing mm. if all I did was write about my my use of cartoons. It's interesting, yeah. but it's yeah. one tiny facet of things that so many people are doing, and it's just it's. You know, it's this whole shadow form of marketing. I didn't invent it. I did get to name it. Mm. And then I got named the, the father of, of the genre. That's cool. But, Which but it's been out there for a very long time. Yeah. And you, and you got, and, and uh, I think it was the American Marketing Association that gave you that name or baptized yeah, you as the father. Name. Yeah, that's right. The <laughs> AMA. That's right. <laughs> that's incredible. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co 
and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you.